Welcome to the Couples Healing Podcast, where you'll get the tools for him to overcome his addiction, for her to find healing from the pain that it causes her, and for you to heal your relationship and come back together. I hope that you enjoy and subscribe. If you and your spouse are looking to heal from the damage that a pornography addiction has caused your relationship, I want to share with you three critical conversations that I've seen when couples have allow them to actually heal and put this problem behind them while finding closure without feeling like they're sweeping it under the rug. So today I want to share with you what those three conversations are, how to have them, and how they can help you actually move forward and heal your marriage, rebuild trust, and help you guys get to where you want to be. It's one thing to first keep in mind as we talk about this whole thing, the platform, the foundation for this conversation are these three things that I want to encourage you guys to talk about. The foundation is recognizing that it's you and your spouse against the addiction. So many people find that in the traditional way of looking at pornography addiction recovery, it's very much that the husband is the bad guy. He's the one who's broken. He's damaged. He's the one who's causing all the issues. And unintentionally, it pits a husband and a wife against one another. Now, I I have not seen that work very effectively. And I get the idea behind that, that we want the husband, of course, to take accountability for his actions. And he's the one who's making the choice to turn to the addiction, which I totally understand that. The way that I prefer to look at this is that it's you and your spouse against the addiction. Now, Framing things in that way still allows space and requires that the husband takes accountability for his actions and he's taking steps to resolving the problem because if he's the one making the choice, then he's got the power to make a different choice. But when we, what I find is that when people demonize the husband, it just increases shame. It increases the tension and the breakdown between the husband and wife. I just don't find that works very effectively. So keeping in mind that it's you and your spouse against the addiction And helping the husband to get the tools that he needs to make different choices is 100% necessary. We just don't want to demonize him because, again, that creates a bigger rift between you and him. So the first conversation that I want to share with you or that I want to encourage you guys to have is understanding, having a conversation about why the addiction is in, in the picture in the first place. What is causing it? What is driving it? Why is it there? The reason why this is such an important conversation is because if the husband does not know why the problem exists, if he finds himself in this autopilot state where he turns back to the addiction and he's making the choice to go back again and again and again, he's not then able to do anything different. If you don't know why it's happening, it's impossible to correct it. Because so often husbands that I work with, whenever a couple reaches out to, uh, to work with me, or if a husband reaches out to work with me, the very first thing that I do is help him understand what's at the root of this problem. Because so often, many men will focus on trying to use willpower to just avoid temptation. They'll put filters on their phone in hopes that they won't, it'll just be a preventative from them going to these websites that they shouldn't be on. But of course, if you can, most people can get around filters. They're not foolproof. And so the best type of change is the, ha- the change that happens on the inside. Because once you change from the inside and resolve the reason why it's happening in the first place, why are you getting triggered? If you can focus on that, spend 90% of your effort addressing that problem and resolving the core of the issue, you don't even need to worry about filters on your phone. You don't need accountability partners. You don't need to have all these measures in place because the change has happened on the inside. So you don't have a desire to go back to this old issue anymore. And so it's critical that a husband understands why this happens so he knows how to address it. Because the awareness is really important, 
but it doesn't do much unless you know how to implement the tools to actually resolve it. But both of those elements are important. It's equally important for the wife to understand why her husband's struggling. The reason why that's the case is because if a wife doesn't know why her husband's turned to pornography, the betrayal is so painful, the overwhelm of this situation can completely bury a couple, and it makes it nearly impossible for her to trust again. And the reason why that's the case is because if she doesn't know what's going on and what's driving it, there's no safety there. She can't feel any degree of security because at any point the other shoe can drop. And so if she's constantly living in this state of anxiety or hypervigilance, wanting to check on him, wanting to make sure he's not slipping, I totally understand why she would do that. But the problem is that unless you guys know what you're working with, it's hard to do anything about it. So the very first conversation that it's critical that a husband and a wife have with one another is why this is happening so you can actually put things in place to resolve it. And in terms of how this helps you to heal, once you know why it's happened and you put a plan in place and you execute on the plan, you're then able to feel the difference in the relationship. A wife can feel the difference when a husband is engaged in the process, when he's doing the deeper work necessary to heal, and the difference that she feels is what will help her to rebuild trust. If there's no difference, if she can't tell the difference between how he was when he was acting out and how he is now, there's no safety. And once there is this clarity and this understanding about what's driving this, then again, it reinforces the idea that you guys can work through this together. He's not the problem or the bad guy, the behavior is. And there's a big difference between those two things. The decision that he's making is causing the problems. He's not the bad guy. The second conversation that's critical to have is discussing the impact that the pornography addiction has caused on the wife. Whenever a woman is in a relationship with somebody who struggles with a pornography addiction, it's often so devastating for them because many times they didn't know that it was even happening. And when they do know it was happening, they often don't know the extent to which it was happening. And there's so often lies and deception that surround the addiction, which causes just as much, if not more pain than the actual problem itself. In order for you to heal the pain, in order for a woman to find closure and peace and feel like the pain of the past has been repaired, it's absolutely fundamental that the conversation is had between he and her about what her experience is. And so often, people get stuck in this cycle of rehashing the past over and over and over again. And the reason why that happens is because when a wife brings up her pain, if a husband, a common mistake that a husband will make would be to defend himself or to defend his choice or to avoid having the hard conversations altogether. Or sometimes he might be, respond in anger or he'll minimize the issue. And whenever she brings up her pain, he doesn't want to talk about it, which basically puts a lid on the pain that she feels, which keeps it trapped. And the more the lid is on the pain, the less she's going to be able to heal and be able to move past it, which is so often what they both want. But again, a husband can often unintentionally make this mistake of trying to move away from the conversation because he doesn't want to have that talk for two reasons. Number one, it feels bad for him. If he feels a lot of shame and knows he shouldn't have done this, he's not going to want to rehash that because it hurts. And then for her too, he doesn't want to have that talk because he knows how much it hurts her. He's seen her pain. He's seen that she's been overwhelmed by this problem. So the more they have the conversation, the more he feels like this isn't helping, so let's not do this anymore. So the key when having a conversation about how the addiction has impacted her, 
there's two things to keep in mind. In order for these conversations to be productive, to actually bring the result of healing, number one, the pain must be described and shared in a vulnerable way. If a wife shares her pain in anger or in resentment, it's very difficult for her to receive any type of comfort because when we're in our fight or flight, right, fight and flight, her anger is a protection. And so if her shield goes up and if her wall goes up, any type of comfort that he wants to provide, which is necessary for the healing process, any part of that comfort doesn't really come in because she's so protected and defended. And so instead of the wall coming out and instead of the shield of anger coming up, the goal is to be able to share the pain in a vulnerable way so that her husband can then comfort her and express validation and understanding about why she's hurting. Because the more he can get the pain, the more he understands that she's been hurt and can reflect that back to her, that's a part of why the pattern continues for so many couples of fighting and arguing because the pain is never validated. The pain is never seen. It's dismissed or a lid is put on it so the conversation ends. And so in order for a wife to fully heal, these conversations are so, so necessary. So number one, having that type of conversation where you share vulnerably. And then number two, being able to respond with compassion and a husband being open and validating her pain is how that comes full circle so she can actually feel better, which is the goal that they both have. So again, this reinforces this idea that you guys are working together And you can use each other as a resource to help the relationship grow, to help you grow individually. Because if a wife were to go off on her own and try to heal from the betrayal that she experiences, well, yes, it's possible for her to find some safety and some peace individually. If your goal is to heal the marriage, there needs to be a different energy between him and her. There needs to be new interactions. There needs to be a level of safety and trust that she can't find on her own because The relationship healing happens between a husband and wife. And so once you've understood and can share the pain that you're in and a husband is able to validate and understand and respond with compassion and empathy, that's how you can start to heal from the damage that this has caused. Conversation number three. This one is such a critical part of being able to find closure and move forward above and beyond the addiction, which is helping both people to get their needs met. And so when I talk about needs, I'm talking on on an emotional level. As different as we all are as people, we all have the same needs at, at the core level. We all need acceptance. We all need love. We all need to know that we're not alone. And we need to be connected. We need to feel like we're enough. We need to know that we're important. These needs that we all have in a relationship can be met so effectively in a marriage. And in order to build to this point, These conversations build on top of one another. Like I said earlier, number one, having a conversation about why the addiction has happened in the first place. Number two, helping her heal from the pain that she's been experiencing to then number three, it sets you up to then help each other meet each other's needs of acceptance, validation, feeling loved, feeling like they're enough, being accepted. And when those needs are met, that's the, that's the thing that's one of the biggest buffers against addiction is connection. And so when, an hus- when a husband and wife learn how to come together in a different way, in a way that doesn't involve the fighting and arguing and the tension that they're maybe used to having when they have interactions together, when you can actually turn to one another and find peace and love and acceptance and validation, that's when we become stronger as individuals. There's a, an interesting paradox because 
the Western way of thinking is we should be independent in our Western world, be independent. We shouldn't need anybody else. We should be able to handle everything on our own. And if we do need somebody else, then that's a problem. It's weakness. It's codependence. But the reality is that's not what the science and the research demonstrates. There's, there's so many interesting studies where they can scan the brain and see what's happening in real time. And what they discovered is that connection is fundamental to who we are. And the more connected we are, the more confident we are, the less depressed and anxious we are, the healthier we are physiologically. There are so many benefits to connection because this is the default of our brain. It's to expect that somebody that we care about will be there for us. So that when that doesn't happen, that's why we feel anxious. That's why we feel depressed. That's why we feel rejected and hurt and lonely. It's because that's not how it's supposed to be. We're supposed to be in connection, in harmony, and in sync with one another. Because that's, again, that's going with the grain of how we're made as people. So when a couple learns how to turn to each other and have the conversations that bring healing, that help you guys get your needs met, this is the path to being able to move forward, leaving this problem behind you, instead of it continuing to surface over and over and over again. Because what often happens is that when a couple is doing well, it can feel very fragile if it hasn't, if they haven't done the deeper work. And so they could be doing well, and then let's say a wife gets triggered and a memory surfaces about the past. Or maybe she's watching a show, and a scene on the show reminds her that, that, that she and her husband have been struggling with this issue. Or let's say they're out to dinner and her husband's looking around the restaurant just trying to enjoy the night, but she perceives that as he's checking other people out. Or maybe he is checking other people out and there's still deeper work to do on his end. However this happens, whenever a couple is doing the work and trying to come together, unless you do the deeper work of helping create the safety and the security in the relationship that's necessary, it feels very fragile in the beginning. Let me give you an example of what this might look like. In the beginning, when there is no safety, when there's no trust, when there's no security, those are the primary needs that a wife has. She doesn't want to feel anxious all the time. She doesn't want to wonder if he's doing well. And the fear that comes up on a daily basis can feel so paralyzing, so overwhelming, because she doesn't know how her husband's doing. And if they're not not really having conversations together, if he's avoiding having tough talks with her, if they're not really checking in with each other, if they're not building the relationship and the safety that is necessary, she'll continually feel this sense of anxiety and have this thought in the back of her mind often, which is, I I just feel bad. Is he doing something that he shouldn't be doing? When's the other shoe going to drop? And it's easy to get stuck in that loop. And so in that particular example, the need is safety. The need is reassurance. The need is comfort. And so when a husband and wife know how to share with one another the struggles that they might be having in any given moment, the husband will then be able to help meet his wife's need. So in this example, what that might look like is we would want the wife to share with her husband, I'm having a hard day today. I just feel afraid. When you didn't answer your phone, my mind started to race and I got really, really scared that maybe you were doing something that you shouldn't have been doing. And in that moment, I felt completely alone and I just wanted to hide. I wanted to put my wall back up. I didn't want to I didn't want to be around you anymore. And it was just such a scary moment for me. And so in that conversation, this is an example of one of these conversations of how to get your needs met. In that example, the need is comfort and reassurance and understanding about what what was happening. So a husband might respond and say something like, I totally get why you were scared. I'm sorry that we're here. We're here because I caused this. And you're carrying the weight of this because 
It's scary to imagine me not doing the things that I should be doing. It's scary to imagine the addiction coming between us. And I don't want that for you. And I'm sorry that we're here. So he might start by validating some in something like in some way like that. And then the need would be reassurance. So the need, how he might respond to that and say, it might be, he could say, I totally get why you're scared and I don't want you to feel like that, but I get why you do. And how I want to help you is explain where I was, explain what was going on. And I want to share with you my level of commitment to making sure that we never go backwards. I don't want to go back into this old problem. I don't want to fall back into the addiction. I truly do want to overcome this because this is my priority. And so this is what was going on. This is why I didn't answer my phone. And again, I understand that right now there might not be a lot of trust, but please, I hope you can feel from me right now that I care about how you feel. And I actually and absolutely do want to move forward in a way that helps you to feel safer and more secure. And I'm willing to do whatever I need to do in order to make that happen. So that type of a conversation can help a wife feel more stabilized, help the relationship stabilize instead of the fear being the thing that drives interactions. And oftentimes couples get stuck in negative cycles. Whenever there's fear and anxiety or sadness and hurt and rejection, again, fight or flight comes out. Sometimes somebody will get angry or defensive and shut down and avoid a difficult conversation. Or sometimes a wife might get critical and say, you need to be doing all these things. Why aren't you doing this? If you're going to, if we're going to get any better, you need to be doing this, this, and this, which I get, I, I totally get why she would say that. And I think so often when couples get stuck in these negative dynamics, and I've done lots of episodes on how we can communicate differently with one another, but those are very common cycles. And in those cycles, needs aren't getting met. Because really for her, again, in that short example, the need is to feel security. The need is trust. And so if she thinks, well, if my husband were doing this, this, and this, I would feel more trust. And while many times that's actually true, if the husband were doing certain things, she would be able to trust more. We just want to have the conversation in a different way. And again, to reinforce this, a part of how you do that is to share in a vulnerable way how you feel and what you need. So the husband, so, so he and her stay out of that negative cycle of fight or flight because her anger, her, her criticism, her, like the intensity can often trigger his fears, trigger his sense of not being enough, which is again, a whole nother thing that we can continue to talk about in future episodes. So to summarize these three conversations, the key to truly moving forward, having a relationship where you can find healing, where you can find security, where you can strengthen your relation, strengthen your marriage and put this problem behind you. Conversation number one is to discuss why the addiction has happened in the first place, because then you can have a game plan to actually put things in place to resolve it instead of having the same conversation over and over again about why you're still struggling. Conversation number two is sharing the impact that this has had on the wife when she can describe the pain that she's in and her husband re, uh, re responds with, uh, with comfort, with understanding, with validation. That's a part of how you heal the pain instead of just putting a lid on it. And conversation number three, when couples know how to meet each other's needs, help them feel more secure in the relationship, help each other feel loved, help each other feel seen and like they matter. This is how couples move forward above and way beyond addiction into feeling like the relationship is actually thriving. When couples are having these talks continually and consistently, this is how you can actually move forward and leave this problem behind you.
I know this can feel like an overwhelming road, but as I work with couples and I walk them through this process of helping them do this and implement the tools to make this even easier, it's such a cool thing to see people change and grow and heal. So please don't give up. If you're struggling right now, I would encourage you to think about which conversation you might need to have. And maybe it's all of them and that's fine, but pick one. I would go with that. And if you're not sure what to do or how to have that talk, again, there's ways, there's additional tools in, in previous episodes, or if you need some extra help, I'd love to help in any way that I can. You're always welcome to reach out and I can help see if there's anything I can do to help the process go easier for you. But I would encourage you to pick one of these conversations, have that this week and see how that feels so that you can keep making progress and ultimately heal your relationship. Okay, I hope that was helpful. And for any of the men who are listening, I want to invite you to join if you're looking for some extra support and tools and help implementing these uh, tools and strategies so you can fully overcome pornography so that it doesn't have to follow you around anymore. Go ahead and go to uh, www.facebook.com groups slash tools to quit. And the link is going to be here in the uh, show notes as well. So I look forward to watching you guys make progress and really overcome this addiction, get this problem out of your life, restore your relationship so you can actually move forward and leave all of this behind you in a way that there's actually closure.